Hello, and welcome to the Infertility Podcast. My name's Daniel. And I'm Candace. Grab a biscuit, because we have the tea on all things infertility. If you'd like to stay up to date, you can visit my Instagram at Operation Baby Bump. Or if you'd like to connect with others going through infertility, please visit our website at www.theinfertility.com. Dot com. Dot com. My wife. <laughs> Infertility.com. My wife. That's for it. Hi. Hello. All right. Hello. Welcome to episode three. 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 Much different than episode two. That was pretty difficult to record. It was terrible. Yeah. It was uncomfortable. I'll say that discussing our infertility was necessary in that it is a piece of the puzzle. Um, You can't really appreciate where we're going and where we're going to end up unless you kind of know that stuff about us. But it was difficult. Although we did get one good piece of feedback that said we were abysmal, um, which I, I, you know, it's a real good compliment. Friends reference. Friends reference. It's funny, though, because we've lived all of those things together and we just kind of have gone through them together. We don't really sit around at the end of the day and discuss those things because he was there and I was there. So those are... We don't dwell on it. We don't don't sit around and talk about all of those things and rehash them. So... But this week, we're going to talk about more fun things. I do hope, though, you know, the purpose of this, this whole podcast is that we help other people know that they're not alone. So I do hope that by discussing that, it kind of makes someone else out there feel a little less alone in their situation. And also, I think infertility is treated like a dirty little secret for everyone. It is. And it's kind of shameful a little bit. You kind of are embarrassed to talk about it and be like, Oh yeah, my body doesn't work like it's supposed Mm -hmm. to. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's, you know, when people ask you, hey, have you got any kids? You always answer with the the same answer, obviously, of no. But inside you want to say no, and I'm going to tell you why and go into the whole story. (laughs) I've started saying that to people. I just Um, don't like people enough to talk to them for that long. I know, but I like making people feel uncomfortable. So well, when just someone says, "Well, in an elevator," then that's a lot. It's <laughs> a lot easier than telling them your life story. Just let that bad boy go. And a lot more embarrassing. Yeah, but if it's a full elevator, you can blame it on whoever you like. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I try to blame it on the person who clearly values their appearance the most, because they're the people who go the most red and embarrassed. <laughs> It'd be hilarious. Yeah. What'd you do today? Uh, two real major things. I went to uh, an orthopedic oh, doctor. Oh, yeah, to get your shoulder looked at. Yeah, yeah. He said I have a labral tear, and I may be mispronouncing that. So the PA um, shot me in the shoulder with cortisone. 
really weird feeling, but not a bad feeling. <gasps> With a needle? It's a big needle, yeah. Oh, my. Yeah, yeah. I'm really manly. Yeah, sounds yeah, like no, it. Totally. So you took one shot to the shoulder. Yeah, and not in the sense of, like, war and, mm. you know, shot, shoot mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. thing, but I'm brave. I like to think of myself as brave. Yeah, that's, you know, one shot is is really brave. Yeah, 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 no, totally. Let's not that's, talk about you. That's more than most people. This is about me I and mean, my shoulder. one shot. Yeah, yeah. But aside from that, uh, you know, took the dog to the vet with you. You were there. Yeah, I was there for that. She did really well. Penelope. Good old Pen. I have been feeling a little bit stressy lately, I will say. I haven't noticed. Thank you. Was that sarcasm? (laughs) You haven't been as bad as previous times. Aren't you going to ask me why? Why? Well... (sighs) I'm waiting to hear about grad school applications, so I'm feeling a little bit stressed by that because our life is pretty much on hold in so many ways, obviously. One thing about our infertility is I went back to school years ago to give me something to do while I was waiting to get pregnant. Out of high school, I did about one semester of college and I was like, nah, I'm good. She wanted to get out there and hit the clubs. Yeah, I just wanted to get out there and start working. I want to make love in this club. No. no. No? So yeah, I set my sights on school. I thought, I'm going to become a psychologist. So I was like, I'm going to need a bachelor's degree for that. And then I'm going to need a PhD. Which stands for? Personally, hi, Daniel. That's exactly <laughs> what it says. That's exactly what it stands for. Uh... No. I was setting my sights on a new dream so that I had more control over that dream. But I can tell you that after getting my bachelor's degree, I feel very out of control of this situation. I applied to graduate schools. And How many schools? I applied to 11 programs. And where, whereabouts in the country? Were They're they? all over. They're very competitive. They have about a 1 to One, 2% yeah. acceptance rate. So my whole minority thing about the weird things happening to me and I'm, I'm the 1%. I wish that were the case Yeah. this time. I wish I was selected. You'll take good odds. You know, if it's a good thing. Right. You'll take that. Yeah. I think most invitations have been extended already, but I haven't heard anything, so I'm feeling a little bit stressed about well, that. It's out of your hands, like yeah. pretty much everything else. Yeah. So um, we've already got a plan for if this doesn't work out, but we just right. got to keep going with, you know, the dream. Yeah. Hopefully the dream comes to realization. It's almost worse waiting one week for something than it is waiting months for something. I have kind of resigned myself to the fact that I probably am not getting in this year. That's okay. You can't think like that. You've got to stay positive. I know you're so sick of hearing that because we've done that for the past eight years. I'm realistic. Well, do you know what? It's okay to be overly positive. Be overly positive. No, I'm good. I would rather be realistic about something than be positive about something when the odds are stacked against me. So I'll be real, you be positive. I'll be Daniel. And I'll be Candace. Yeah, there you go. Same wavelength. But, you know, school is a huge part of our infertility journey, really. So it's kind of tied up in that. Also, there's something else that has been stressing me out and freaking me out. 
What is it? We have a very important phone call tomorrow. With the president? No, I wish, because I have a couple things to say. That's not like you. You're not outspoken. No. But we do have a phone call tomorrow with... Dr. Braverman. The doctor in New York. I believe we talked about in our last episode that we had some outstanding test results that we were waiting to hear back on. I got the whole report. It might as well be in Chinese. Yeah, but it it looks like to us that we're built pretty well and everything looks fine. But then again, it makes no sense to us. It makes no sense to me. I I see a lot of normal, 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 normal. It says like your GY7 is a little high and like your aspirin cheap is low, doesn't it? It's like (laughs) things we've never heard of. You just made that up. Yeah, I did. A lot of syllables in there. Wow. Um, I really hope I don't have an aspirin cheeb. Well, I'm afraid it's low if you do. Well, anyhow, it looks pretty normal, which kind of makes me upset. I don't want to be normal in this situation. I want them to find something wrong. Every other test has showed that we're normal, and I'm just really, I'm not into it. Because no. it's it's clearly, that's not true. Hit us with the truth, please. Yeah, find something. Like, so. we, I don't care if it's like, well, you just need to not eat anything dairy-related. That's what's shutting down your body. Yeah. Tell us. If he said, you need to shave your head, it's, it's <laughs> because you have too much hair on your head. I'd be like, okay. Hey, what sort of a quack doctor would that be? I really do hope he tells us something new. Because I'm running out of patience with people who say stupid things to me about being infertile. I really am. It's yeah. been a long time. Didn't you ask your Instagram friends for examples of weird yeah. things that people had said to them? Yeah, I asked them, what's the weirdest thing? I asked them, what's the worst thing? It's funny because those little things you can post on your stories that say, ask me anything. And then they write in there. Well, I was checking my messages and I had a bunch of messages, but then I realized that those things weren't coming through on the messages. Those, the answers to those questions were coming through in my comments. So when I clicked on my comments, I had about 200. Jeez, man. (laughs) And some of them, I... Hit hit me with some. I want to hear what was said because I don't read Instagram stuff. Look, people talk a lot in blogs and things of that nature about what not to say to someone with infertility. But I wanted to see what people actually have said to people. So yes, I asked everyone and I personally have gotten loads of things over the eight years. And even before we were engaged, people would say things like, you should have one kid and then have another one right away so that you go through the diaper phase earlier. And I was like, okay. Well, that sounds ideal. Sounds great. Where do we sign up? Oh, and one person told me when we were engaged, you should have all boys because they're easier. And I was thinking in my head, oh, but now that's just the stupidest thing anyone could say to somebody. Beggars cannot be choosers. I understand that if you've never had trouble conceiving a child and you're the type to complain about being a parent and you constantly need people to take your kids off of you... And it's too much. Shots fired. You might be a little single-minded when it comes to your perception or your perspective of the world. So I can understand why some people feel the need to say things to other people. 
Right. So how many do you have for me to hear? Did you save them up? Quite a lot. I am excited to hear this. This is the first time I'm hearing these, so this is entirely genuine. Here they go. Okay, this was my first time conducting some type of a survey on my Instagram, and I I actually really loved it, and I'll probably do it again in the future. Also, live Q&A would be kind of fun, too. So, I got a lot of the age-old, relax, and it'll happen, or it'll happen when you least expect it, right? We've I've heard that so many times. That's the the one that That's everyone says. That's the most common. Yeah, one. I mean, we had that even when people didn't know we were going through our fertility issues. I love when people say, "Oh, my daughter's best friend from grade school's next door neighbor's aunt's <laughs> goddaughter's cousin twice removed did IVF and now she has twins." <laughs> Thanks. How do you react to that? In what way is that relative? It's not even relative to you. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure you just made up that person. Do you know your daughter's best friend from grade school's next door neighbor's aunt's goddaughter's cousin twice removed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, do you know Maria them personally? Finnegan. Yeah, Maria Finnegan. Did they do IVF uh, after being infertile for eight years and suffering multiple losses? Is that in any way relevant to my situation? No? Okay, great. Thanks. Bye-bye. It's nice to meet you. Goodbye. Bye. Night-night. Cheerio. <laughs> okay, this is one for people who finally reached their rainbow baby. Oh, now that you've had this one, you'll just pop them out so easily. That is ridiculous. I love the way that people think. You know, it's just like, oh yeah, no, you've done one. The second one will come easily. Ridiculous. Oh, this is a good one. After my friend had her baby, after struggling with infertility, she pops her baby out. She didn't pop it out. She actually had a really tough labor. Shout out, Ashley. Days, actually. Days? Days. And... She slid her child out. The discharge nurse says this. Sometimes after infertility, your hormones change and you just keep having babies. Is that right? So I I just don't, I would like to see some facts and statistics behind this. Yeah. Where's the paper? What? Did she publish an article? Is she a... Why do people feel the need to say anything in situations? Sometimes it's okay to just be quiet. Exactly. Like, congratulations, and wow, it must feel so great to finally have your rainbow baby, but instead... Or, well well done, you just squeezed that melon out of you. Congratulations. (laughs) You You know, just say that, walk away. Take a knee. Also, one thing that really has pissed me off over the two years that we have been doing IVF is when... I've told people about our failed transfers, and they said to me, Have you ever thought of using a surrogate? They're free, right? Yeah, they're free. Do you know what I'm saying? If my second transfer has failed, why are we throwing in the towel? Why are you giving up on my body? Yeah, dude, we're in like, <laughs> if, if I was to put this as a boxing match, we're in the ninth round, and we're up on the cards. We're going to get there. Maybe. Maybe we won't. But why would someone suggest that I have a surrogate? Again, people just say things because they think it's what you want to hear. 
I don't know if it's what they think I want to hear or they're trying to actually be useful in the least useful way. Yeah, that that sounds potentially right. I don't know. It just bothers me on multiple levels. And and when they say, why don't you just adopt? First of all, they have no concept of what money is, these people. No, no. They well, don't they, know how they've much... They've never had to go through. No, they, they don't know what it costs. They don't know what IVF costs. They don't know that we've spent countless of thousands of dollars. And when I say countless, I really don't know. It's at least $1,000 and at most $100,000. <laughs> no, and it's that's, not that. That is where I just like to think. It's somewhere in there. It's at the least... It's at the least 30000 and at least probably closer to 50. 50 we could have had mercedes benz motor vehicles driving through wendy's getting our chili and chips getting you and you know it's irrelevant but we could have we could have had m- much i could have had so much plastic surgery yeah i could have gotten lasik by now i could have gotten my I could have got LASIK. Teeth fixed. I could have got LASIK. Yeah, you don't need LASIK. No, but what if I could improve my eyesight even better, like to see through walls? That, no. Doesn't happen. No, but saying why don't you just adopt makes it sound like a failure. And for some people, adoption is the last step. Absolutely. And it may end up being the last step for us. Absolutely. But adopting a child is not a failure. And when people say, why don't you just adopt, that just... It's insulting. It just makes my skin crawl. Why don't you um, stop being a dick should be the response to that. Yeah. Adoption is just not synonymous with failure to me. No, 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 no. It's a great success. I find that personally offensive. Because if we do end up adopting, it will be after much fight to make my body work for us. Oh, this one I hate. Which one? <clears throat> you know, if it's meant to be, it'll be. That's ridiculous. First of all, if it's meant to be, it'll be. Let's just dissect this for a moment. She thinks she's part of the Beatles. If it's mm. meant to be, it'll be. When? When will it be? I've, I'm speechless that people say things like this. But people don't think about what they're actually saying. If it's meant to be, it'll be. What does that even mean? I... What's the timeline on, like, it will be? Will? It will be. If it's meant to be, it'll be. But when? Are you giving me a time frame? Uh, no. No, I'm not. So if, if I'm meant to have a child, I will? Yes. When? Well, will That's be. That's not helpful. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. No idea. <laughs> just will be. What is... I just... It, Candace. D- do I have until I die? Yeah, no, will be. When so, it will be. I, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no. Oh, okay. No, no, but um, whenever it will be, it will be. Oh, okay. You, That's, you get it? I no, get me it. neither. So until I die... Up until the moment I die, yes. I have until. Well, at least until the body goes rigor mortis. So it's... So if it's meant to be, it'll happen before I die. 
in and around. Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. if I'm 70, I, there's time one. still? Well, I just, I'm going to be honest with you. Old people freak me out, so I won't be making love to you when you're 70. Okay, well. I'm sorry. Wow, <laughs> I can't believe I'm finding out this way. Okay, someone said this to someone else. When someone heard that they were doing IVF, they said... <laughs> Go for it, hit me. I'm sorry for laughing, but... Okay, this person said, are you doing it because you need to, or are you trying for one gender or the other? Sorry, people do that? Yeah. Have you never heard of gender selection? Um, no. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, I thought People I'm do speechless. IVF if they have, say, one or two of the same gender, and they want the opposite gender. They do IVF for this. How wealthy must you be to do that? Well, that's irrelevant. I think the... I think there's a moral underlying question there. Those people are not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the goon who said to someone, are you doing IVF because you need to, or are you trying for one gender or the other? That type of person. The type of person who would ask that question is the type of person who would do gender selection. So here's my rebuttal to that, because now I'm interested. It's a fair question. Like, if, if people, because I didn't know that people did that for gender selection. I didn't know that. I thought IVF was specifically for people who had genuine issues. It was supposed to be. It's meant to be. So, yeah, that it is a weird question. I just think it's ridiculous to ask somebody that. 100%, yeah. I think it's ignorant, TBH. Again, I think it just falls back into that category of people saying something because they want to sound like they're interested you know what else people say when they're trying to make you feel better about your situation you have so much to be thankful for at least you don't have cancer i'm gonna be honest that is me to you a lot of the time i don't say the cancer part but i do say we have a lot to be thankful for yeah and that's fine because you're my support system and you're my partner in this but someone who's on the outside yeah I have a lot to be thankful for. We all have a lot to be thankful for. But don't say that to somebody who's suffering. Yeah. You know? No, I agree with that. Listen. Open your ears and listen to people when they're hurting and suffering. Say nothing. Zip your lips and open your your ears. Yeah, I'm going to have to ask. Open your ears. Aren't your ears always open? Nope. These people's ears aren't. Nice. Nice comeback. Aren't you worried about doing IVF? What if you end up with a child with disabilities? What on earth? No one says that. This is an answer that someone sent to me. Someone literally said this to one of my TTC sisters. Do they not realize that there's less chance of having a child with any ailment like that when you go through IVF due to the no, testing? No, they don't realize because they're idiots. The, the amount of testing they do. Like, I would love to know, if you go through PGS testing, how many children are born with Down syndrome after PGS testing? The answer to that should be zero, right? Because that's the point of PGS. Theoretically. I yeah. mean, PGS testing is not foolproof. So they test the trophoblastic cells. They don't test the inner cell mass. The trophoblastic? Yes. Oh, right. Okay. The inner cell mass is what actually becomes the baby. So they don't test those cells. There are some potential discrepancies, but it's a pretty great test. Okay. So there's a low percentage of incorrect results. 
low percentage, yes. Interesting. So that question is ridiculous on so many levels. So many levels. Just so, so many ignorant. Levels. Yeah, just... I mean, what if you said back to them, aren't you scared to have kids at all? Yeah. Because yeah. You have they can more have chance of having... Stupid. Ridiculous. Stupid. Ridiculous. Here's one. You should keep trying naturally. It'll happen eventually. And I, for one, love that. You know, we should continue to try naturally. Every day. Oh, God. Every evening. Once a week. <laughs> All right. Listen. The problem with this one is that I've heard this before. In fact, I've had some family tell me this. And at that time, we had been trying for about five five years or so. And yeah, keep trying. But at what point do you say, okay, look, it's been five years. We need to go see a doctor about this. My guess is at five years, as you just said that. It was actually a little bit longer than that. We've but been you're together right. for... If we just keep trying, it will happen naturally, right? Well, it's like what they say if you had, what is it, infinite monkeys typing on a typewriter, they'd eventually write the works of Shakespeare. I mean, there's endless possibilities. It doesn't mean it's realistic. I've never heard that before. You haven't? Nope. That's a good one. It's pretty relevant to this, I think. Yeah. Okay, so one of my TTC sisters got really great news on her embryo report. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. And then her sister said to her, See, nothing's wrong with you guys. Ugh. That's so annoying. What? And listen, I am not a negative person, so I know people are saying these things not to upset you. Then, you know, they're doing this to help you, but what they don't realize is it does the exact opposite. So you've done IVF and you got good news on your embryo report after a lot of hard work and science, and then to be told there's nothing wrong with you because you got some embryos? Yeah, that's... I'm relatively sure someone who says something like that doesn't actually understand how babies are made. Here's a good one. I bet if you start the adoption process, it'll happen. That would be your luck. Just because it's happened, like, before to other people, there is no... (laughs) Can you imagine grabbing the piece of paper? Here I go. Pregnant. I'm, I'm about to sign it. Here I go. And... Pregnant. pregnant. No. Oh, I really wanted that other child. I should have signed that paper a long time ago. Here's <laughs> one. Go out and get drunk and have wild sex. I bet you'll get pregnant then. What? Scientists, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Can you recommend what drink would knock up my wife, please? Oh, this one's annoying. I wish I could gift you my fertility. I can't seem to stop having babies. Well done. Congratulations. Oh, yes, please gift it to me. Yes. No, what else? So let me get this straight. You'd like to give us your fertility because you can't stop having babies. Well, you know what? You also can't stop talking crap. That is also what you can't do. And while you're gifting me your fertility, I'll gift you some of my common sense. And a knuckle sandwich. Free of charge. Hope you're hungry. Right down the pipe. This one. If you've had a miscarriage, I pray to God nobody's ever said this to you. But I personally have gotten this one. And I know many people wrote me with this one. This is after a miscarriage. Everything happens for a reason. Maybe it wasn't the right timing. Well, wow. um. Wow. I, I, thank you I, for that. I, 
I just lost a child. I have so much to say about that. First of all, what? Second of all, that's a lost life. That's what a miscarriage is. You wouldn't go up to someone who just lost a relative and say, maybe them living just wasn't the right timing. You would not say that to somebody. No. So let me get this straight. It wasn't the right time for me to have a baby, but it's the right time for me to lose a baby. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for um, actually bringing that to my attention because, you know, I did not even think of it that way. Thank you so much. Science. I think we've all gotten this one. I know how you feel. It took us three months to get pregnant. <laughs> That, you know, that is my least favorite is when, when people are like, oh man, we had trouble. Yeah, the first month was a nightmare. And then the next month, I honestly didn't think I was going to get pregnant. And then here he was, there's my little baby Jacob. <laughs> and it's like, oh, so you tried for eight solid weeks. That must have been <laughs> difficult. How many dinners did you have in that time? A yeah. lot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is tough. I remember when we had been trying for about a year, I had dinner with a friend and she had just started trying and she was really quiet the whole time. I was like, is something bothering you? And she's like, yeah, I just, I I was just sure it was going to happen. Like I got off birth control last month and I was just sure it would happen by now. And I was like, how long has it been? She's like a month. A whole month. And I was like, okay, I have nothing to say. She got pregnant very soon after that and stopped talking to me because it was awkward to talk to me. She was was a dick though. I was so happy when you weren't friends with her so much. And I'm not the controlling type. You'd be friends with whoever you want, but she was a royal. Not good for me. Yeah, no, terrible. Not good for me. Here's one. You've got time. You're still young. Yeah, no, I would like my baby now. Right now. If you could see the disgust on my face, because I've heard this one too. I've heard this one too, and I've actually heard this one recently. I am young compared to an 80-year-old. Or, yeah, no, I'm 33, so yes, I am young, but fertility-wise, I am not. So, zip your yeah. lip. Yeah, zip it up. Catch me outside. Catch me outside. Cash How about that? that? What year is this? 2012? Oh, I love when people offer for you to use their body parts. You can have my uterus. What? Um, do you mind if we borrow your husband's penis, please? <laughs> um, I just, you know, I don't need the rest of him. I just need his penis, please. Now, I would never say say that. that? I mean, I kind of want to now. Why would somebody offer as a joke? I mean, they're obviously kidding. They're obviously kidding. But why would you offer that as a joke? That's not funny. It's not funny. Maybe there is a hint of seriousness in it. You know what you need? You need a vacation. Why? Is that where the stork drops off the babies? (laughs) Uh, the vacation location. Are they giving away free vacations? Because we've actually spent all of our money on trying to have a baby. Out of every single thing that somebody could say to me, when they tell you what kind of parent you'll be, or when they give you parenting advice, I loathe that entirely. It is the worst. Don't tell me, just wait till you have kids. When you know... That's we all are I've waiting. Been doing. We are waiting for kids. I also really dislike it when people say, like, it's as if being a mum is the career, right? So they, they say, oh, when you're a mum, you understand. Oh or, yeah, you you'll understand when you have your own kids. Oh, and then recently there was a, 
there was a meme, a picture of a mum sitting on the floor of a chalkboard. Did you see that? And it said, I feel like mum no, should I be... I see these letter boards, though. Well, listen they... to this one. I feel like mum should be able to go to the front of the Starbucks queue because you're 22 years old and you stayed up too late. You still got your 10 hours of sleep and I'm exhausted or something like that. And someone edited it and said... I, I I'm not going to say exactly what it said, but basically it just said, just because you were impregnated doesn't mean that you're any better than anyone <laughs> oh. else. But a little bit bluer than that. Very graphic. Yeah. Um, maybe Candace had posted it on her Instagram. Oh, yeah. Maybe not. Uh, it was bad. I got to find that. Yeah, yeah, I'll find it for you. Good job getting pregnant and having kids. Big deal. Big deal, brah. But I really, really hate it yeah, when people give me parenting advice. I'm like, these people know that I'm going through IVF right now. They know that I've we've been trying to have a baby for eight years. They know that two of those years have been actual continual serious medical intervention. And they say things like, you're going to be such a great mom. Or, what's your birth plan? Or, what kind of stroller are you going to get? Um, I am right now uh, going to use a uh, just a nice little cooler bag as my stroller. going to put some ice cubes in there. And then I'm going to put my uh, little embryos in there. Just carry yeah. them around in a little cooler bag. Yeah, I don't need a stroller. Don't need I've one. I've got a lunchbox. Got a lunchbox. Put a sandwich in there. It's be a nice little day. <laughs> You're welcome to come. No, don't bring your kids. I don't like children. Sometimes I stop in the baby section. I don't ever feel attached anymore to any of the baby stuff. Sometimes I think it's cute, but if they have a sale at Target or something, I'll go in there and just see if I can find really dirt cheap stuff. And I'm so waiting for someone to ask me, oh, how old How old are your kids? When do you do? And you know what I'm going to say? Oh, they're, they're five days old. A little cold at the I've, moment. I've got three. They're five days old. Oh, my goodness. You Triplets? look fantastic. Triplets? Wow. And I'll be like, yeah, they're, they're actually not triplets. <laughs> um, I just have three and they're five days old. They've been five days old for several months now. They're the frozen in time. Confusion on I that just, person's face. I really want someone to ask me. Yeah, I think what you've got to do is you've got to remember it, that people aren't doing this because they're trying to upset you. They don't know your situation. People are just clueless to you know how silly things sound. If someone asks you something like that in the store. They're doing it because they're genuinely interested. And, you know, you're, what we're doing here and trying to do here is separate the people who are clueless to the people that genuinely shouldn't know and don't know. But you know what? I kind of disagree with that because I don't think anything is altruistic, especially people who ask you about your kids. Because what they want to do is tell you about their kids. I hear it in the waiting room. I, I work in a hospital and my office is right off the waiting room. And I hear people asking about other people's kids all the time. And then as soon as that person's done talking, they just word vomit. Yeah, my son is this how old. This is the, you know. Oh, little my son Jack. is this old and this old and this old. He and just I'm started just like, playing football and he sprained his And they his won't ankle. shut up. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really don't think people care. I think they care about talking about themselves and really Human asking nature. you a question is a segue into talking about them. 
No, I I agree with that. Um, but I think it's the human condition, isn't it? We are interested in other people, but if we're all being really honest, 100%. we're interested in ourselves. Yeah, right? I, I can agree with that. Right. No, but I can agree with that to an extent, but honestly, this infertility community and all the people that I've met, I really, really care about. And I'm tired of thinking about my crappy life. I like seeing... Other people's crappy lives. <laughs> no, I like seeing the success stories I really do like it. I'm jealous because it's been so long of me waiting. Is it envy or jealousy? I think it's both. I am happy for people. I really am. And when I'm interested in talking about someone's infertility journey, I am genuinely interested in theirs. But you're right. I think it is human nature to be selfish. The take home here is that when you have a friend who's going through anything, really, if your friend has lost a loved one or is battling cancer or has another disease or has relationship issues, any type of suffering or trauma, the best thing to do in those situations is to listen, 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 listen. Provide some sort of a sounding board to other people and smile, nod, hold their hand, but listen. That's really all anybody who's going through something like that wants. I agree. Oh, totally. It, it's not about your response isn't going to be the thing that changes anything for them. It's about literally listening. And if, you know, if they ask you an affirmative question, you know, like a yes, no question, answer and answer the way they want to hear. Don't, don't go too deep. Don't think about it too much. Um, just make it simple for everyone and then you'll probably make sure you don't put your foot in your mouth. I forgot to um, mention the absolute worst one. Hit me with it. I actually got a text message one night from my friend who had another friend over and my friend was very upset at what her friend had just said to her. Oh I know this one. Oh gosh. Oh this is so bad. Brace yourselves. They were all having dinner and they were discussing their struggles with infertility and the fact that they were doing IVF and this that and the other. This dillweed says to my friend maybe it's God's plan that you can't have kids. All right Drake. I I'm almost speechless. Maybe it's God's plan. I can think of a lot of horrible things that happen in this world. Are those God's plans too? Who says this to somebody? A dillweed? What is a dillweed, by the way? I just... Dillweed. Well, that person was a dillweed. This person then went into the fact that they don't believe in IVF and that they wouldn't do IVF for religious reasons. Bravo. Bravo. Well, good. She also said it's in God's hand. Only one of them? Oh, okay. (laughs) It's in God's hands. How profound. How profound. So deep. Do you reckon she was a first-year philosophy major? Probably not. I think that one thing is for sure. When you're talking to people who have no experience with infertility, you should expect nothing from them. Just expect nothing. Expect that you're going to get these types of comments. Yeah. That way you won't be disappointed when they occur. Right. I mean, I think we expect people to care. We expect them to not say hurtful things or just be less douchey in general. What we should expect is nothing. I did have a surprise phone call, actually, before the new year. Who from? From my cousin's wife. Oh, 
I thought it was Gwen Stefani. No, that would have been way cooler. Would way What would you say? Sergeants. I know, I'm sorry, this is completely... But would you, like, say a quirky thing like Hollaback Girl or... Nah. I think I've been through enough that I've kind of heard it all. But I was pleasantly surprised to get a phone call on New Year's Eve, actually. Mm-hmm. Was it yeah, New Year's yeah, Eve? Yeah, New Year's Eve. Um, my cousin's wife was telling me that she was pregnant for the third time. And she was crying. She was really stressed out about calling me and telling me that. And I felt bad for her. I mean, of course it always hurts when, when someone tells you that they're pregnant. It always hurts. It's, it's never It's back not to the jealousy hurt. thing, isn't it? It's yeah. like, we want that experience. Yeah. I'm, of course, like it hurts. And they have two others. Like, how selfish can you be? I mean, like, Who give us one gorgeous. of them. Yeah, they're both gorgeous. And I'm... We, we've we've asked time and time again if we could have just like one of them you yeah, know we're we, willing they to have, have one. two yeah I think it's just ridiculous now ridiculous it's, it's becoming ridiculous but anyways she said to me I wanted to call you before the new year I wanted to tell you this news before 2019 because I want 2019 to be a fresh year for you really cool and I really appreciated that. I was like, yeah, 2018 can suck one. Suck it. Because I'm so over it. I don't want anything to do with 2018. And she had really thought that out. And people don't do that. that they don't think about things yeah, like that. That was the coolest thing. Way cool. Anyone has ever done on this entire journey. Yeah. On the next episode of The Infertility... All the things that infertiles need. Thanks for listening. I'm Candace. And I'm still Daniel. Nanai. Toodaloo. Sleep tight. Bye. 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 Toodaloo. Toodaloo.